<laughs> the path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo, all right, uh, Snowcone, how are you, my man? Good. Laszlo, I just talked to him. He is on his way. Uh, he's running late. I'm not going to say why he's running late. If he wants to talk about it when he gets here, mm-hmm. so it's fine. It's nothing like it's not scandalous or anything. No. That's a problem. I shouldn't have even mentioned it because as it soon as you say it. other people. Though. It's, right, and as soon as you say it, people are like, oh, I wonder what happened. Yeah. Oh, sometimes said, you know, he wouldn't talk about it, but it maybe if Lazo wanted to talk about it. So, like, the things that are going through your head, it's... It's really not. It's really, it's really not. It's, it's just really one not. of those things uh, that you have to deal with, and uh, that's it. So, he's on his way now. Um, but you've been busy today. So, what's wrong? Why are you looking at me like that? Is there a problem? Look at the log, though. What? What's it doing? Look at what's coming up next. Oh, yeah. So that? Looks like we're having a little a little technical issue here. That does not look right. As a matter of fact, it looks so wrong that when I see things go that poorly, I think they might be. Did they just flip the station? <laughs> did, <laughs> yeah. did like, they, is this like it? I'm afraid. To, I told you earlier. I said there was something wrong with the light on the uh, little meter yeah. over there, yeah. and you ignored me. And these are the symptoms that could be, you know, signs of something bigger. No, it this is. is I've a, never seen anything. This like is this. a serious problem. This though, is like, something you should probably. Right, it's about to happen. Let's see what it does. Yeah, like we should probably have run to tell someone. Oh, oh, ouch! Oh, go it just keeps going. Yeah, uh, we should probably get this uh, figured out. Like I said, uh, Lazo is on his way here. He should be here shortly. Please, if you would like to watch us record the show, uh, re- record the podcast rather. As we're doing right now, obviously you can listen to us live on the uh, Odyssey app, and you can watch us at twitch.tv slash Church of Lazo. We're on there right now. Aren't we on there right now? You said it was up and running, right? We're on Twitch? Yes, it's up and running right now. So I'm going to figure out if we're actually on the air, and then uh, we'll be back here with Lazo in just a minute. The Church of Lazo! Yo, all right. My name's Slumfast, and uh, Snowcone's here. Lazo is, I just talked to him, and he should be walking through the door any second. So I have a, a second to tell you the story. We'll probably... A couple minutes because uh, it involves the internet at my house. But so I wake up this morning, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when I get up, uh, I basically just you know stumble out into the living room, uh, make some coffee, and then I start you know looking at stuff for the show, like yeah, pulling right. clips and recording audio and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I only need the internet for work at home for those couple hours from the time I wake right. up until I come in here. Right. Now, also, if I didn't have internet at the house, I could come here. But So uh, I wake up, and I go to log on, and there's no internet. And I've had... And that always uh, sucks it, so It's much. horrible. It's really horrible at night. It's, oh, at night, it's the worst. I've, o- I've only had my internet maybe go out, I want to say, like, less than five times. How quickly do you panic since I've gotten it? goes out. It, it's bad. Well, it's gotten worse now because I realize how little... I have to sustain myself without internet. Right. Now, I can stream stuff over my cellular network, obviously, on my phone, but I'm like, this sucks. I don't want to do this, mm-hmm. especially because mm-hmm. now if the power goes out and you got no power, no lights, then it's kind of like, well, I guess I'll watch stuff on my phone. But there's something about specifically just the internet. It seems like everything should be working, and then they tell you, oh, the internet's out. I had like a 
a branch fall because I've got above ground lines, and so yeah. my internet comes from back by the power line straight into the house, mm-hmm. and you know it's like maybe twelve feet in the air or something, and it came down at one point. And it was out for a little while. But then other than that, I think – I don't know how long – how long has Google Fiber been in Kansas City? It's probably been a long time like now. 2014, 15 or Yeah, I was going to say it's probably been close to 10 years. And I, I was one of the first neighborhoods that they um, set up. So I was super early. Like I remember when they opened the store and I got it, I posted about it on Reddit. And it was a big deal. People oh, I remember just yeah. seeing pictures yeah. of the store, like, ooh, you know, what's yeah, it well, like? That's how early it was. 2012, and it had just come out, and they had it there. So it must have been, it was around then, okay. 2012. Yeah. So, uh, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, it's Google Fire. Right, and no one in the country had it, right? It was like, like a big their, deal. Like, remote and it was a box. And it was, yeah. Oh, for, for cable and everything? Cable, yeah. yeah. And, and no one in the country had access to it, so it was like this big deal. It was huge. I right? remember, actually, my computer, I was like, this isn't. This isn't as fast as it should be. It was so fast. This isn't an ad for them. They're not paying me. I, I pay. I'll get to that. But uh, I had to get a computer because my hard drive couldn't keep up with it. I needed a solid-state drive to keep up wow. with how fast it was. Like, this is fantastic. And honestly, it, the first time it ever went out was during the World Series, which it was either that. the playoffs or the World Series. That, yeah. It might have been the playoffs. And I think yeah. people remember that because it was a big deal, and it was only out for a brief moment. And then I think since then, maybe, maybe three times it's gone out. Okay. Maybe only twice. But when it goes out... You start looking like, okay, well, what will I watch, you know? And I guess I'll pull out an old Blu-ray. I got rid of all that stuff. So I don't I don't have – I got rid of – years ago, yeah. I was – you know, my house is really small to begin with. And I had all these DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff that were taking up space. I gave a bunch of them away, and I think I sold the rest to like a, you know, vintage stock or one of those types of places. News have probably books. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But just got rid of all of them. I'm like, I'm going digital. Why do you need this stuff? And up until – you know, since then, I think I've had – one Blu-ray in the house, and it's a copy of Pulp Fiction that somehow was in a basket somewhere and didn't get sold, so it just happened to stick around. As far as I can find in my house, it's the only physical Well, that's a good one to thing. have. Sure, except, you know, seen it plenty of times, and then what happens is when the if your internet goes out, you're like, okay, I guess you are watching Pulp Fiction, and you think there's got to be other things. Read a damn book. I know, I've do something. Yeah. You, this isn't like, you know, you have to do this. But for this morning, it wasn't like I'm bored. It was like, I need internet for work. Yeah. So the first thing I did is I go online and, and Brooke works from home, so she has to have the internet, right, right? Right, right, So I go online and I check the outages thing, right? You put in your address and it said when I put it in, yes, there is an outage in your area. Crews are working to resolve the problem quickly. Something like that, right? Okay. I was like, okay. And I'd also looked out back already to make sure that wire hadn't come down again, that it wasn't just hanging there. So it said, you know, we're working on it. So I use my phone as a hotspot or whatever, and but, but Brooke can't do that. She's got to, like, get on a server. She's got two computers that she's running at the same time. So I was like, you know, it should be back on. It should be back on. So, I don't know, a couple hours later, maybe noon, something like that, I go to check again, and uh, it says there's no outages in your area. I'm like, well, that's weird. So I reset everything, mm-hmm. try again, nothing. So I finally get this thing that pops up on my laptop, and it says, your account has been terminated. And I was like, oh, no. You're not and now you're trying to do the thing where, because I'm already angry. Like, why isn't it back? Damn it. It says right. it's back. What's going on? This is ridiculous. No one else is having problems. And then I see that, and it's like that moment of like, and I got to try and keep this up, right? So I'm like, oh, maybe I can fix it. <laughs> so you go right. What happened was. I only have like a few things that are uh, auto pay right. because, you know, 
there's not always money there. So usually <laughs> when they say auto pay, I'm, I'm like, well aware, eh, yeah. why don't you go ahead and let me well, tell let you me when, when a good time would I'll be you know. to take the money out. But for certain things, like I think my gas bill has to go through auto pay. Yeah, yeah, if your yeah. internet, you're going to pay every month anyway. Like you need that. So uh, it's been the same. I don't remember ever changing that since I set it up. But, you know, I don't know, a few months ago, I got all new cards from the bank. They just sent me a bunch of new ones. I didn't ask for them. The old ones looked pretty old, but they didn't technically say that they were expired, okay, but I had so to set up new cards. So it changed. And, yeah. I, and I had some sort of backup card, too, but that changed, too. So I realized, like, oh, this is one. Because you do think to yourself, what all is auto pay? I got this new. Some people, you know, call you and tell you. Like, I've been getting a lot of calls when I changed my card from uh, PBS saying, hey, you know, you normally give us uh, money each month. That's like ten bucks or something. But you know, can you update your card? And I'm like, yeah. Honestly, I kind of forgot that I was doing that to begin with. But mm-hmm. so you try to remember though the important things. And I honestly just thought I had thought about internet and and just thought, well, it must be fine. It must be taking it directly out of my account. You know, I know there's a way to do that where it's not actually using your card, right? At least I think there is, because I still have internet. So it says your your thing's been terminated. So I go, I'm like chatting with someone on one of those chat things oh, right. in the shower. I set up new cards. Wait, and, in the shower? Yeah, because I had to get ready. Like I, I had to go, but I'm also trying to like resolve this issue. So I'm what like talking. Like, what you have? You well, brought, brought you, your phone in the shower? Yeah. Well, it's one of those things that's like, please wait while a representative, you know, and I'm like, I'm trying to get in the shower. So yeah, I'm waiting for it to pop up with the little your notification. Phone in the shower? What are you doing? It's not. I put it in the back of the shower. I'm not the only person who takes my phone in the shower. I know people do it, but I you just, don't take your I, phone I, in there. And listen to podcasts. No. You know, I watch the speaker. I sat on the sink. Yeah. Well, I needed to talk to this person or robot or whatever it is if they showed up. So then she's like asking me for a pin number, which I have no idea what she's talking about. I say she because I think it. I think she. Said, it doesn't matter. The mm-hmm. point is, uh, I was like, look, uh, here's the problem. I got the card set up. I got it all. Uh, I got two cards on there. The backup card actually isn't really any good, but it says that it's not expired. So I was like, now you've got your backup card, and I paid my bill, so you know, what's the deal? And it was just waiting forever, and I'm like, I'm going to have to tell Brooke. I'm going to have to tell Brooke oh, what a God. loser I am that I didn't do this because yeah. – I mean, she already knows, but then – But you're keeping up the facade. Right. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I don't understand. <laughs> so then I'm like telling her, like, you know, uh, well, I'm going to have to start asking the neighbors. I don't remember who all has Google Fiber, but I, I checked the map, and it says we should have service back. So then she finally texted. Uh, you know, I got this response, and they said, yeah, you know, it looks like it went through. We have to wait for it to process, oh. and then it's like a couple hours, oh. but it should be back. So, so right, is she freaking out? So <laughs> right now – well, she was just like, well, when's, when do you think it'll come back? I'm like, they're saying that they've got texts out there. <laughs> 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 so it's just, up on the I don't know why I can't just tell her, like, my auto pay didn't go through. But, you know, I can't be the only person that does that, that hides that from the people they love. Because you just so. feel like an idiot. Of course. And, and, you know, I guess it would be worse if it was, like, trying to take the money on and it wasn't there. Yeah. I really try and hide that. I'm like, well, I don't know what right, the problem right, is right. here. I'm giving them my card. Why don't they call me? And meanwhile, I've got 7,000 missed calls that I've cleared straight to oh, voicemail. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, hi, yeah. this is so-and-so. Uh, we're about to, you know, take your house or whatever it is. <laughs> like, well, it would have been nice if someone had told me something. So, you know, she should be getting the internet back uh, any second now. And uh, I figured I'd tell you that story before she got the internet back. Right. She just texted me and said, well, it's not back. But I also just got a message from them that said it should be less than 20 minutes before it's set back up. So, like, well, okay, looks, like they're, looks like they're working on it. I'm like, I've been now keeping this whole charade up for, like, three hours. Like I just talked to I'm saying, like, well, I got he a hold. Got the pole. He's out there. There were some problems with the lines. And, you know, those damn trees are <laughs> coming down i'm like what? she's not gonna care if i just say i got a new card and i forgot to change it yeah but you I don't know, know why i do that no we, we just I talked know. about this yesterday it's like Lazo said you know i had that problem at work for years where i wouldn't just say oh i screwed up mm-hmm. oops wrong thing mm-hmm. it was always like no this thing must be mislabeled or there's some problem please don't fire me right and you know it took Lazo saying like hey 
uh, you can just say you screwed up. And uh, you're not going to get fired. Well, you can't. And you can't. You can't. Oh, you no. Can't tell dude. your girlfriend that. No. Well, you can't. No, I agree. At work, though, you can. It does help at work because now I see younger people do the same thing where they're like, well, it must be uh, there's some sort of issue. You're like, stop it, dude. No one's buying this. Right. You know, I used to try that. But for whatever reason, in your relationships, you still do that. I don't know why. And it's just for dumb stuff like that. Specifically, I mean, money is the obvious one. But anything that comes to mind like that, if you fail to do dumb. something as an adult, Whatever it is, you didn't get your insurance renewed, you didn't get the the tag renewed, you didn't do the thing that you were supposed to do, like pay your internet bill, you just lie about it. No, nah, I don't think it's done. It's like, yeah, I think some- I think we're all out here faking it anyways. Yeah. Right? No one really knows what they're doing, they're faking it. So that's part of faking it. Keep it up with the facade. Right. Hey, look who it is. Hey, it's Lazo. All right, perfect is. timing. Oh okay. Gosh. Well, yeah, we're man. good. We're good. Uh, so we'll take a quick break, and obviously we'll be back with Lazo here. The Church of Lazlo. Yo. Yo. All right, what's going on? How kid? are you, my man? I'm good. Good. Uh, how's life? It's all right. It's all right. I had some, uh, you know, unexpected emergencies, but all's good. Yeah. Um, I see you noticed. So today I overheard someone downstairs outside my office. Uh, I heard a voice and I guess it turns out they were talking to Snow Cone. Like, um, do you guys ever check your mailboxes? Which I didn't know we had mailboxes. We, no. we did. So right down the hall from where we sit right now, there's a little cubby, and it had mailboxes in it. And for years, we got mail dropped off there. You know, people sent in music or letters or whatever. They got rid of it during COVID. When she first asked me, I thought she meant, like, my email Me too. I thought that that's what she was talking about. I was was like, like, we don't have other mailboxes. I immediately thought, what email did we miss? That's what I thought. I was like, damn. But then she's like, your mailboxes are overflowing. So then he brings all this stuff up. They, They moved our mailboxes. Downstairs. downstairs and they've yeah. been there this entire time and we've been getting mail and we just didn't know it and then i was looking through yours and i'm sorry i did have to chuckle because <laughs> yeah, I, saw US bank they, <laughs> I could see that they'd sent you not only did they send you like, stuff from your bank but then there's the other one where it doesn't say that it's from your bank but you can clearly feel that there's a card in there yeah because they have to send it separately like well we send that separately which that whole like i i have an atm card and you have to have a pin right the only way they do that, at least with my bank, is they say, we mail it to you separately. And like, yes. look, I have looked exactly. for this. And if I'm feeling for mail and there's no card in it. Yeah, and then, I don't know what time, when that is from. Right. I figured I, as soon as I saw it, I could imagine you telling the person on the phone, I never received anything. You didn't send me these cards. Or Actually, whatever I'm probably not that defiant. I think I'm probably just like... I. I lost it. Out. I yeah. don't know. Right. Either way, like right. I didn't get right. it. I don't have it. I don't know where it is. And when they do the thing with the pin separately, it's like, well, I'll just never know that. Right. I'm never going to know because I, I – I, and then when you ask, like, well, what does it say who it's from? Well, it should look sort of like this. I'm like, I don't. Right. I, I don't know. But, but Why would they send it to my work? That's so bizarre. And it, It's not like I don't get mail from U.S. Bank to my house. Right. And I've had people – I've had companies say they tried calling me on, on my work phone. I'm like, I don't have a work phone. I have not had a work phone in years. Right. So somewhere, if you ever Google your name and you see that stuff that pops up, you know, your age and all that right. creepy stuff that it knows about you, I guess one of those things must have somehow gotten a hold of an old work number for me because that's happened several times where they're like, yeah, right. this is the number. I'm like, I don't know what that is. But Snowcone got his first letter from a prisoner. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's big. And yeah. uh, I don't know how old that is, but you got a letter from a lawyer there, which yeah. is always nice. It seems like... Uh, you can always use that. Just show. leave yeah. that here. I would, I would actually pin that one to the yeah. wall, Snowcone. That's a good thing to keep around. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Did the prisoner make us stickers? Yes. Hmm. I know that in prison they make license plates and stuff in the movies. I guess I always wondered yeah, these what... Are, well, he said they're decals. I don't know if they're actually hmm. stickers. They look like stickers, though, right? Yeah, yeah but... 
I wonder, well, maybe they have, I don't know, Lazar, do they have arts and crafts in prison? They probably do. <laughs> I, you know, I'm serious. Like, it might be like a time to I, do. I mean, it's art. Leavenworth. I feel like those guys are there for a, a long, long time. time. Yeah. My, uh, my relative uh, was in prison not that long ago and said that, because uh, he said something about listening to music. And I was like, well, how do you do that? And he said that they, uh, you know, at, same at the commissary where you buy your honey buns and everything, they do sell electronics, which yeah. I sort of knew I that because you can yeah. buy TV, right? But that they sell some sort of prison, at least where he was at, prison tablet. That it's not an iPad, but it's something made for the prison that gives you a very limited uh, access to the internet, and you can do things like buy songs and stuff like okay, that. Okay, got it. So I always wondered, like, can you get online while you're there? And any letters that we've gotten from prison have always been handwritten on paper yeah, and mailed to out. us. As far as I know, I don't mm-hmm. remember ever getting an email from someone that says, yeah, "Hey, that just sitting in out. prison." But then my soul cigars like maybe they have like an arts and crafts time. Maybe he was supposed to be making decals for license plates or something and yeah. snuck those in. Or maybe they're yeah. like, hey, let's do some arts and crafts. That wouldn't totally shock me. They no, just, I wouldn't. I did, they don't do it in the movies. I know they have jobs in prison. I know they have laundry, right? Yeah. And then yeah. is the, are the uh, cafeteria people, are they prisoners? In the movies, it always seems like they're employees. Yeah, I thought they were trustees. Trustees, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know what a trustee is, honestly. That means you said uh, good behavior, and then you get jobs to do, like mop the floor, hand out food, and then you get, you know, better time served. Okay, so they are prisoners, and that's just like getting a job. And people are waiting. I'm guessing there are people that are using waiting to get Some people who want to be trustees and some people who don't. Oh, I I thought that everyone, like, wanted an excuse to get out of their cell a couple more hours. No? Some people don't. Some people go to prison, they don't necessarily like working for the guards. Well, that's, I, I could understand They're like, you know, that. you can take can all your that. extra days and shove them up your ass. I'll <laughs> yeah. do them all, every last one of them. Yeah. Did, so, you know, take different types of people in there. Did they offer you work? They made like, me. Were there jobs? Oh, they made I you I told them I didn't want it. But, and what was the job? Well, I mean, the story, long story short, is they're like, they got me up one day and they said, you know, you're a trustee. And I was like, I didn't ask to be a trustee. So in my mind... I'm thinking worst case scenario, these guards are about to, I don't know what happened, yeah. but I'm about to get my ass beat There's because I didn't ask to be one. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't ask to be a trustee. And they're like, yeah, you're a trustee. And I was like, well, I don't want to be. Like, what do you want me to do? I don't understand what's happening. You know, I never asked to be a trustee. And they said, grab your stuff. You're going to the trustee barracks. And I was like. Oh, it's a different living quarters? Yeah. Or? I'm like, oh, mm. Jesus. So I walk over there and there's nobody in there. It's just me. So then I'm even more like. Oh boy! What's about this? Is bad. I've only seen. I'm not supposed to be here. I've only seen Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> right? And I'm. I feel like this is about to happen, right? So you know, you're looking around like, and then there's got to be a reason people aren't signing one up. One guy walks in. One guy is like six foot three, biker type of guy. So I'm like, well, is this where they asked me to join the Aryan Nation? Like, what? You know what I mean? Right. Like, what happens here? And I'm like, what's going on? And the guy's like, I don't know. Why don't you tell me what's going on? It's just us two. Uh, so I'm like, oh, oh no. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> now they just assume I'm part of the Aryan Nation? <laughs> right. This is bad. Or he's like, this is your one chance to be part, but you better tell me you want to be before I right. tell you. Take off that shirt. You better look like yeah. Ed Norton underneath <laughs> that better t-shirt. better see swastikas. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so he put, just got called up there, too, like yeah. you did. And so uh, they told us that... Um, there are no trustees in there because they were all working in the kitchen. Okay. And they got caught making crack in the kitchen. And so they drug tested all the trustees, and every one of them tested positive for cocaine. 
God. So then it was this giant, the last part of my stay, there was this giant place. It was just me and this other guy. That doesn't sound bad. It wasn't. He sat on the other side. We had like four TVs. He's like, I get these two. You get those two. I'm like, all right. And they never asked me to do a job. Wow. They never came and got me and asked me to mop or anything. And, and the guy was like, we should go bowling when we get out of here. And I'm like, yeah, man. Oh, you want to hang out? <laughs> yeah. And then when I got out, I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> right. No. The Aryan Bowling League mm-hmm. that he's a part of. I'm like, I think you can be a good team member. And then you're thinking, and you like, know, I want to be something? respectful to him. Yeah. He was just a tall white guy with no hair. He sure. would not have been an Aryan. Right. You know, you're worried. That was my first thought. Right. You know, he didn't say anything racist to me or anything. Never did anything like that. Right. No, but you didn't know him. And I didn't know him. You don't know a tall white guy with no hair. Right. I'm just, you know, hey. I know I'm stereotyping, but you're in right. prison too. <laughs> right. I mean, I've had this context, right? There. <laughs> and like you said, we're, we have the base of you know most of our knowledge off of what we've seen in movies. And yeah. in the movies, it's like you're either uh, yeah, you're you know, gang. Um, like, right. not white or you're Aryan. It would seem I don't really right. know exactly how that works. I also I just saw this thing about this happened, and you I don't know maybe you know this story because I think it happened in the '90s, and I don't remember what state it was. Long in. story short, though, the reason why they came and got me is because my uh, attorney put me in for it. Oh, oh, they can yes. do that? They can write some sort of request? Or? I guess. You know, she just said, I put you, you know, I told them that you you should be a trustee when and then that the sentencing came. And then they never put me in there because it was full. I don't think they ever were like, yeah, we'll do what his attorney says. But I think once they were like, there's nobody in here. Right. Well, And they're like, well, that one lady said right. that he should go. And he, you know, it's not causing any problems in there. Just put him in there. And so it switched where you lived. Yeah. Right? For the rest of the time that you were there. Mm-hmm. Anyone, it was a nicer Spot it was the same live. exact thing. It was okay. just no people. That sounds right. wonderful. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it probably has to do with the prison and you know how overcrowded they are. But in the movies, when you see these cells, I mean, they're so small. And I wonder how many of those, like, in the United States at least, how many prisoners have a cell to themselves? Is it mostly uh, well, cells to yourself in these well, small cells, people, or, or else there's like a barracks? So there's different kinds. Right, the like barracks some like, just have, like you know, you're in your cell and it's two people. Yeah. And then the other one's like a, you know, a pod. I was in like, po- oh, I've been in both, but that one where they were pods. With the pod, like they'll open your, your doors in the morning or whenever it is. There and is no get- doors. Oh, so you don't have a cell that you sleep in at night There's either. There's like 10 bunk beds. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Okay. And then like a common area. And then a bathroom, and that's it. It looks like boot camp or something yeah. almost. It's like a gymnasium right. with, with uh, bunk right. beds in it. Okay. And I think the people who get in there are like, um, you know, they have different levels. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're a threat, you know, if you're a violent criminal, whatever, you know. For us, none of us were really, you know, I think I was in there with mostly drug dealers. They weren't violent. Right. right. Uh, Guys getting caught driving from Key West to Miami with a kilo. Like, that's... Ninety percent of the people I was there with, and then the other ten percent were drunken fishermen who did what? Just like they get off public- the boat in Key West and get off to be drunk, getting you know, oh, uh, smallified, sort of you know, just like drunken disorderly. And they get thirty days, and then, yeah, or they're waiting. They to go there the to wait to see the judge. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and they have to keep it full. Keep what full? So it's we're getting way into this, but so it's. Um, it's a private. It was a private prison? Right, that gets federal funds. Mm-hmm. So in order to get their federal funding, they have to be at so much capacity. How is this not so, an obvious conflict of right. interest for human So beings? that's why they're like, um, like there was people there who would maybe be like drunk and disorderly in Key West or on vacation, right? And they live in Hawaii. They moved back to Hawaii. 
yeah. right? They're like, I'm not going to deal with this. Well, they get picked up. There's a warrant for them in South Florida. And the people in Hawaii are like, don't worry about it, which also happened to me. I was in Detroit. They're like, don't worry about it. They're not going to come get you. Right. And then they're like, no, we're going to come get them. Yeah. And it's like, why? And then that. you start asking, like, you start asking the lawyer, like, yeah, well, no, they'll come. They get money and for that, this. So they're just, why. you know, they send out a bus and they travel the United States and just pick people up and bring them back. So when I was supposed to go there, they're picking up like three guys in Pittsburgh. Two guys somewhere else, and they're going to swing through Detroit and get me. Just to meet their quota or whatever, yeah. so they can get their funding. How is that a thing? Well, I mean, I know how it's a thing. It's the same reason when you go into the DMV and you want to pull your hair out, you leave and go, why can't we make this better? Well, because you're only there once every you know year right. or two. And so you don't, you only complain about it that day or week that exactly. you're dealing with the DMV. So it becomes like the lowest priority. And with prisoners, they don't really yeah. have a voice. No. And until you're there, or if you have a loved one who's there, you know, right. not a lot of people complaining about it. Seems to me like... The bare minimum we could do is say, maybe we shouldn't have private prisons. Kind of like how we shouldn't have private soldiers, you know. Maybe we shouldn't have private prisons. It seems like it wouldn't be that difficult to explain to even a not-too-bright person why that's a conflict. At least not quotas. Like, you know, you don't get your federal funding unless it's 75% Yes. Well, then... I mean, everybody's got an agenda to keep this place 75% full. That's why... Right. Right. That's why people, you know, are going into this jail slash prison type thing yeah that you know because i got to meet because i got drunk mm-hmm. in key west right like when they came to give me i know the judge in detroit was like wait a second and she she goes so hold on a second so she read off my litany of charges but like one of them was you know public intoxication in key west florida and she started laughing and she looked over and she looked at the bailiff and she goes Aren't you supposed to get drunk in Key West? And then he started laughing. He's like, that's what I thought. You know, like in Detroit, they were like, you don't go to jail for this. Right. Right? So actually, because she was so cool, she let me... She, long story short, her, that, that, that judge and my lawyer worked out a way to turn myself in so that I didn't have to get picked up by them. So that you could, like... What? Do Fly your, down to Key okay. West instead of getting picked up in a van. Because if you stay so... If you get extradited from wherever, you know, from Detroit to Florida, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you have to stay in that jail in Detroit while you're waiting. Okay. Right. And then you have to wait for them to come pick you up, right? And they can make as many stops as they want along the way. So you stay, and then you just move to jail, to jail, to jail, to spend the oh, night, right? Oh, I didn't right? about that. I figured you'd right. bus, but you got to stop at each right. jail. And then, so then by the time you get back to, for me... Miami Day, right? Yeah. By the time you get back to there and they book you, that's when your time starts. And by then you can everything have been in extradition is dead time. Doesn't count against your time for being in jail. How can that so not if you count? Got, if you got sentenced to ninety days, but it took them thirty days to get you there, that doesn't count towards your ninety. Right. Well, I was just going to say, how long did it take him to get you there, or how well, long does it doesn't take? Because them. that judge right. let him walk. Walker, I, mean, I guess you don't know my for wonderful, sure, but... beautiful. African-American judge in Detroit was like, yeah, we ain't doing this. Right. This is ridiculous. And then when she figured out a way to do it with my lawyer, she was like, now, and I do remember, she goes, I'm going to have to ask you something, sir. And I said, okay. And she said, you got to promise me, honey. And I said, yes. And she goes, don't run off to Vegas and get drunk. And I said, (laughs) yes, ma'am, I promise. Right. Because they're like, this this guy's just going to all the resort areas and causing problems. (laughs) You know what? I'll drive down there myself, I think. Probably make better time, save the government a little bit of gas money. Uh, the thing I was watching the other day was talking but about... But it was cool. I was like, you know, and you look back on it, you know, when the plane landed and you get out, all those people are waiting for you. 
Well, yeah, but I guess that's better than all the people no, waiting no. for you at each jail along the way. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying when you fish. get off, you're like, am I that big of a criminal? For public drunk bounty. Well, that wasn't it. I mean, there okay. was more, but, you know, the bounty hunters there and, you know. You were a murderer is what I'm getting no. at. It's not like they were like, hey, we no, found the no, son of no, Sam, no. but yet they're waiting for It was drunk and dumb actions, right. you know. It wasn't right. like, they weren't like, oh, you know. He attempted murder, or no, but you know right. they get those charges keep adding up. You jump bail now. You now you you know that's a charge, yeah, right? Resisting arrest, fleeing, like you know, all of a sudden you look up and you're like, wow, right? That is a lot. Yeah, it's a little different than when they're waiting for the high roller to right. land in Vegas and like eh, right this way, sir. Exactly, yeah. could, right. exactly, exactly the same opposite. conversation. Right, just just uh, the worst case scenario for people waiting for you at the airport. And the bounty was like, I knew where you. you were the whole time, and I was like, okay. The bounty hunter said that? Mm-hmm. I remember him saying that. He's like, we knew where you were the whole time. We were just waiting for the police to pick you up. That's weird. Mm-hmm. So what, the the bounty hunter, I'm guessing this was uh, bail bondsman that you paid or something? It wasn't dog. Yeah, that was going to be my question. Was it dog? Was that him? Is he the only bounty hunter? Oh, there's others? Okay. Yeah, some people work for the bail bonds. Okay. Uh, my dad put up the money. And then... Somehow they're. T- I, mean, I, I mean, I guess they could have been lying, but somehow they're. T- I knew where we, we knew where you were. Well, I've gotten a job. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, I've been gone for years, so I mean, they probably did. Really, they probably yeah. like you know, we got his social security number. You know, does he get a paycheck? I'm like, yeah. yeah. You didn't change your identity, or right? Anything. Yeah. Right. They're like, yeah, we know where he is. Somebody will pick him up. Yeah. There was a a, a guard who got killed. I think it was in the '90s. And she, I, I don't remember what state it was, but I was just reading something about this, watching something about this. But it, it was the first time they let female <laughs> I like T. Work. Bragg said, isn't Slim a tall guy with no hair who likes bowling? <laughs> yeah, except I'm not That's in prison with him. Uh, right. That's where yeah. we met. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the story comes full circle. <laughs> right. Uh, We've been brothers ever since. We traded yeah. blood, and, and that's why you've never seen us with our shirts racist off. Racist propaganda, you know, and here yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they they said that whatever state this was, whenever it was, they had never had female guards working at this prison. It was a male mm-hmm. prison, river, and they hired like some female guards. And uh, one of these female guards got killed, and they they convicted some guy. You you're uh, you know friend of yours who works for the uh, Innocence Project, or at least, you know, coop- yeah. not cooperates, that sounds bad, but partners with the Innocence Project. Jason Fong. Run some of it. Um, you've heard him talk about how dumb forensic odontology yeah. is. And this was one of those cases. They convicted this prisoner who's already in prison of killing this woman. But I saw an old interview with this guy. And he's like, I didn't do it. And he's like, you know, they, they based it all on this bite mark. He's like, I just didn't do it. He's like, I'm like, well, then who did it? He's like, guards. And, he, and this was a story that sounded compelling to me. Basically... That when she got there and her, you know, there was a couple other women, I think, that served with her at the same time. They were like whistleblowers about, or, or she was specifically about the fact that most of the guards, all of the guards, were helping to get drugs into the prison. Sure. They yeah. even said something about having prostitutes or something. I don't know how that would happen. But mm-hmm. that the guards were supposedly doing this. And when she became a whistleblower, these other guards went her dead. So the prisoner was like, that's who killed her were these guards. Right. I don't have an incentive to kill her. I thought, man, that's another thing, too. As a kid, I always wondered, how the hell do they get drugs in prison? Then you hear, well, you know, the guards do sure. it. But then you wonder, how many, how many guards are doing that? But I'm guessing it's like... Enough. enough of them at every prison, right? Enough. Because there there must not be a single prison in the United States right now where people are like, well, we haven't been able to get any drugs in here in 10 years, you know? No. I mean, every single person you hear that does time talks about the drugs that were there. Mm-hmm. Recently, it was, um, you know, I say recently, within the last 15 years or whatever, it was the synthetic weed, uh, right. bath well, salts, may, and something You know, like there's that. a lot of reasons why the guards would do it, too. Well, and you've said guards kind of become like the prisoners. Right. And more than that, you know, to make sure that, you know, to make sure that who's in charge, you want to be in charge. 
Mm. Oh, so you get more. That makes right. sense. Right. So if you're like, hey, I want the Aryan Brotherhood or whatever, right? Yeah. The cartel. It doesn't matter. I, you know, I'm not an expert. Where you're like, hey, give these guys the benefits. Let them run this place. And they'll make sure that there's no riots, right? Like, that we can give them okay. the power. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. And, and it is. It's extra power, right? Yeah, of course. That guy's telling you what to do. And, you know, do you want your cocaine or not? So right. Like, oh, yeah, I do need I do right. need that because I need my power, too, for the right, people exactly. below me. So I would think that's part of it. Yeah. Like I said, that never happened. Like, I wasn't in like that. Right. No. That never happened. It wasn't us. The two big guys in my thing were two Cuban guys who had pictures of themselves with Ferraris. Yeah. And we were in a real low-level place, you know. No, probably 90, 90%, 99% drug-related or all, all, of, all it, of it? Okay. All of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I would say 60% Cuban. Yeah. And the two guys who ran my place, it was, one tall, it was like Scarface. One tall guy and one little guy, and the little guy ran it, and the tall guy was his enforcer. And any time, like I remember some guy came in and he threw his stuff on the bunk above me. He's like, anybody touches my ass, I'll kick their... And I'm like, not on top of me. Right. Right. Um, You know what I mean? And then really within 15 minutes, a guard came in and said, yo, come on, grab your stuff. We're going somewhere else. And I was like, what happened? And a little guy goes like, yeah, we don't... Not here. Nice. Not here. We ain't no fighting here. We're not fighting in this one. Nice. We can go fight in another one. That's the one to be in. Yeah, yeah. I was like, thank God. Yeah, thank God. It also still doesn't sound like fun. Well, they used to yell at me because I snored. And oh, the little yeah. guy used to have to protect uh, me. That'd be bad. That and the one guy yeah. was singing, and uh, I was sleeping. And one guy's singing, and... They, uh, little Cuban Every time you snore, he just raises his voice no, a little just, bit like, <laughs> somewhere <laughs> over the rainbow. Right. Yeah, I mean, he would give me his meds. Yeah. He didn't want to take them. Mm. So he would give me his, and then I would sleep. <laughs> like, I yeah. just want to sleep, man. It was like Xanax, right? right? But he was just rapping and rapping and rapping, and I'm sleeping, and he's rapping, and I hear the little Cuban guy go, man, shut up. He's trying to sleep. And uh, the rapper goes, Man, I'm not trying to cause any problems. Are we talking about this guy's trying to sleep? <laughs> right. The guy snores all goddamn night, and I'm supposed to stop <laughs> rapping so he can sleep, and I'm like, you're good, man. You're <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. You're good. The Church of Laszlo. It's time to doom scroll with Slim Fast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. Let's go. All right. Well, uh, you've heard about this uh, train derailment that happened in Ohio. Is it, pa- is it Pal- East Palestine? Yeah, I heard him say Palestine. I, I, I've been hearing night. that more now. At they first, they kept calling it Palestine, and then I noticed people started switching. It's like the media figures night. it out. They're like, yeah. oh, I think it's Palestine. The um, EPA so, – so the story that I've been reading is that basically the federal government offered Ohio help. I guess, you know, Ohio's like, at least the governor's like, we don't want your help because, uh, you know, we don't like you. That yeah, was sort of the impression. I had an interview with him today where he said he talked to Biden on the phone. Right. And like Biden said he was going to come to Ohio and he's like, you're always welcome here. So. Right. So it seems like things now are moving yeah. in a direction for that. I also saw people complaining on uh, one of the conservative blogs about why hasn't Biden been there? You know, just like. He's literally in Europe, and also when they when they do show up, I've seen these exact right. same blogs where they complain like, "What purpose does it serve to just right. show up and say, hey, 'Hey, I'm here,' and then throw paper towels or whatever it is right, that they yeah. do?" The point is, you've got a toxic mess 
in your backyard toxic now. Toxic and problematic mess. It's a very toxic and problematic mm-hmm. for the rail line, uh, Norfolk Southern, because there's all these allegations now that the, 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 the company knew about safety concerns, that people had brought up these safety concerns many times, that they were the, – the federal government had approved the, the rail lines to get these new brakes because apparently the brakes that they use on trains are the, basically the same technology, hydraulic brakes that they've been using since you know the, they first got steam engines. And so they, they have a more modern version of these that have been around for a while now, and they were supposed to be mandated that if they were carrying – Toxic stuff, dangerous stuff that they would have these breaks. Apparently that made its way up. And then according to uh, the media, when Trump's White House took over, they said, no, we're getting rid of that. And so they said, "Okay, you don't have to do that anymore. Whether or not that means this train would have already had those brakes on it and if that would have solved it, I don't know. But there's also other problems like the fact that they say the tracks are in poor shape and the uh, train cars themselves that are being used are old and outdated. So Norfolk Southern was going around, and according to some of the people that live in East Palestine, they they claimed that Norfolk tried to get them to sign these pieces of paper that basically said, like, I promise to never talk to anyone and never sue you or whatever. And so then when they went to the media, the media went to the rail line. The rail line's like, oh, those were sent out by mistake. That was a total mistake. It's like, dude. That's what you, that like. Right. I know maybe you don't have a lot of PR people. I'm sure you have some PR people though, especially if you're transporting all this stuff. It's a pretty big company. Well, now they are going to be fined. But what happens to the people that live in this area? And how long does it take before the the health dangers subside? No one knows. You well, see, it's these, Ohio, they probably won't even notice. <laughs> right. Well, that's kind of been the running joke online. Is you know, it's already bad. <laughs> Is it really that much worse? You see videos of people going to like these uh, creeks, you know, behind their house and just showing it looks like oil slicks yeah, in the horrible, water. Horrible. And of course, the company at first was trying to say, and it sounded to me like the state EPA was also trying to say, hey, you know, it's not so bad. We got it contained. I, it never seems like a good thing to me, first of all, when you say, hey, there's been an accident. Our best. Uh, strategy here is to blow it up immediately. Just right. light it on fire and blow it up. Because if this stuff uh, spills any further, we're going to have more problems. We'll just blow it up and have it go in the air. That to I me mean, tells me you, you got a pretty say big that, problem. But when I think about my life, any major Absolutely, problems, I just yeah. blow it up. Blow, blow it up. Just blow, blow it all it up. up and live tomorrow. Yep. Have you seen the pictures that some of those people took from the passenger plane where they're looking out the windows at the cloud from the sky? Did you see that snow cone on no. Reddit? No. It's amazing. Well, anyway, now the EPA says that they can find. Uh, Norfolk Southern $70,000 a day if they fail to properly clean up this mess. The company says it's reimbursed or committed $6.5 million so far. The ramped up enforcement comes nearly three weeks after the derailment, which sent toxic material into this small community about 50 miles from Pittsburgh. It is my view the Norfolk Southern wasn't going to do this out of the goodness of their own heart. There's not a lot of goodness in there. Meanwhile, the Department of Transportation calling for freight rail reforms, including increased staffing requirements, higher maximum fines, and safety inspections on routes with high-hazard flammable trains. Okay, has anyone noticed now, apparently train derailments are pretty common. And so since this has happened, people have been sharing videos of stuff that that's supposedly happening you know recently like look this just happened i don't know if you guys saw one it was just a few days ago but someone is at a, a 
cross, what do they call it, crossing guard was down or whatever, right? And a railway crossing. And the sign's down. Here comes this train. It's moving real slow. And I don't know what it's carrying, but it's got those big tankers on it, that, that just like what it looked like in this uh, Norfolk Southern crash. And, of course, the person who posted it said it's hazardous materials, but I don't know. But you see this thing wobbling, and it's moving. It just doesn't look very sure of itself. And it's going, like I said, very slow, a couple right. miles an hour maybe. And then suddenly these things just start tumbling over and right. falling. And I see people in the comment section saying, well, yeah, you know, this actually happens a lot. It's just that, you know, it's not usually big news. What happened in Ohio is really bad. But then there's been another – there was a, a, a coal – uh, train that was carrying a bunch of coal that just derailed, I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, yesterday, mm-hmm. I think. So it seems to me like, look, we need railroads. I understand. Uh, we get a lot of stuff uh, shipped across the country through railways. Makes perfect sense to me. Not hard to understand. Shouldn't we just spend the money to, to fix it? Right, yeah. And, sure. and to, make, to, to, to regulate it? I mean, I hate to say it, but regulations, it's, it's just like the vaccines thing. You have regulations. The whole time you and I lives were growing up, there were a lot of regulations on different sure. things. Things start getting better, they get safer, there's no airplane crashes, there's no train derailments, there's no, you know, none of these issues that you go, we don't need all these regulations. Just like, we don't need vaccines, we don't have measles, you know, it's the same kind of mentality. And you think, and it, well, yeah, just it, fix it. You know, it remi- I always bring th- things back to sports, and I, and I shouldn't, but it reminds me of the NCAA, which is like, the NCAA knew that the University of North Carolina... It, that kids weren't going to school who played yeah. sports. And they're like, yeah, not much we can do about that, right. right? But they find out a coach buys a kid a Coke, and they're like, that we will nail you on. Right. Why? Because that they can enforce, Easy to do. right? Yep. Like, if you're going to go after, you know, if you're going to tell a university, like, you know, you'll never play sports again, they're like, yeah, no, we'll see you in court. Yeah. But if you say, like, eh, your coach has got to be suspended for four games, they're like, all right. It's the same thing. Like, there's regulations. Like, why regulate me dropping the F-bomb when you can't regulate that? Well, why? Because this is an easy thing to do. Yep. It's easy to enforce. You just call my boss and say, fire him. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, and what are you going to do personally? Are you going right, to lobby nothing. someone? Nothing. Are you going to go uh, pad some congressman's nothing. wallet and say, hey, look, you know, right. uh, get rid of nothing. these fines? No, of course not. So that's the stuff they regulate. The stuff, you know, that would be hard to regulate, they're not doing that. And doesn't it all come back almost always? I know you say it comes back to sports. Doesn't it all come back to money and politics? Yes. I guess we've just decided as a country, like, well, this is the way we do things now. But why? It seems (laughs) so obvious to me that these big corporations should not be funding elected representatives' campaigns and getting them into office. Of course. How is that not just basic common sense? I see people on uh, you know Reddit and, and other comment sections and news stories from other countries like, I don't understand. Why do you guys do this? And it's like, right. we don't understand. Well, the reason mm-hmm. is once you get to where it is now, we how do you stop it? Because it's a... The, the problem is, you know, it's like a, 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 a animal eating its own tail. How right. do you stop it when the, the way that we would stop it, the thing that we're trying to stop, is what's preventing us from stopping exactly. it? Exactly. Like, There's no way. What are we going to do? Are we going to say, hey, we'll get a bunch... Of, I guess, you know, there'd be burning people to say, well, that's why he did grassroots and said, you know, we're going to go with small donations and we're not going to take big... No, the problem is it, it didn't work. work. It didn't work. Right. Like, it's like, yeah, that's a great idea, except for you're not winning. Yeah, exactly. You're running all the time and not winning, so... Right. The, and and I don't care how squeaky clean you think your your politician is. Right. Well, I guess no one thinks there's politicians no, squeaky clean, no matter what yeah. side they're on. They're taking money because it's real expensive. Remember when we interviewed Tom Morello years and years ago and he was talking about working for that congressperson and how disillusioned he was because... Yep. That was Tom Morello, right? And yes. he said, like, as soon as it was done, as soon as the election was over and they won, it was like immediately 
whoever it was, I don't remember who the representative was, was looking for money. So it was making right. calls like, I need money for my next campaign, for my yep. next campaign. He's like, that's all it was. It's all just yep. fundraising. That's all you do. And it's like, well, yeah, it's expensive to get elected in the United States. And right. that seems like a, and they a source were, you of know, a lot how of can Pelosi be you know, a speaker all the time? Right. Because she can bring that money in. Yeah. They don't like she doesn't have to go to that little like it's across from their building yep. where they walk in and they can make phone calls because it's illegal to do it uh, from the house right sure. you can't do it but there's fundraising buildings that are just it's just a room that you <laughs> right. get on the phone and call across the street right yep. it's literally across the street yeah she doesn't have to go across there. My favorite was watching her when they were saying, you know, people have this big push. Uh, senators and Congress people should not be able to own stocks privately or whatever. Right. And then seeing her talk about why that's such a bad idea, I'm like, you, there's, look, maybe they should be allowed to do it. I don't know, but but you you, you saying it, it right. is not helping at right. all. You saying like, well, that wouldn't be fair. Ugh. Maybe if you didn't own any stocks, you're like, I don't right. even own any stocks. Maybe if they didn't have algorithms that follow the stocks your husband right. buys to make money. Right. Like, come on. And I know, again, there could be loopholes. Well, now your cousin's doing it. Okay, sure. But shouldn't we at least try to yes. make things a little more difficult? Just like we should try to regulate some of these industries. Because what's going to happen in Ohio now, I'm guessing, is a lot of people are going to get sick downstream yeah. for a lot of years. And being able to trace it directly back to them is going to be... Almost impossible, so they'll be okay because lawyers won't gonna, be able to sue them of out of course, business. And they're going to deny health benefits. Exactly, that's it. So, and then, you know, John Stewart will either take them to the court or nobody. That's yep. it. Yeah, that's that's it. You right. got to wait for John Stewart to show up to clear something off his <laughs> yeah. desk because he's busy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. It's sad. Um, you know, maybe hey, maybe we'll have a bright future. Maybe things will get better. I, I don't know. Uh, Alex Murdoch, sorry, Alec Murdoch. Uh, he's still on trial. His son, Buster, his only living son, testified yesterday. There was uh, quite a few things that went on this week, including the uh, the defense has this expert who comes up and is talking about, uh, you know, well, I've looked at the trajectory of the of the shot, and the shot would have had to have come from way down here. And Alec Murdoch, you know, he's over six foot tall. He's a pretty tall guy. There's no way. I mean, unless he, like, got down on the ground. So then when the prosecution gets up there to cross-examine this guy, they're like, uh, you know, so you're an expert? And he's basically saying, and I'm, Obviously, paraphrasing, he's basically saying, like, no, I'm not really an expert on this. Now, he has testified about other things, and he is some sort of an expert, but it seemed to me, just in my humble opinion watching it, that they totally eviscerated this guy. They kept saying, so this 11-year-old comes and, and, and you know, shoots these, these people. Right. And, of course, the lawyers were trying to object, but the judge kept sustaining it. Um, so, to me, it just looks like things are not going so good for the defense. But Buster, everyone was curious because Buster had a little problem there early on. He'd gotten... What, did he flip someone off at the courthouse yeah. or something? Didn't he get removed for a little while and then yeah, they brought him back out. in? Yeah. Um, and, and you know, you just kind of see him. I'm sorry to be judging a book by its cover, but he, he kind of looks like maybe he might be a doofus. I don't know. How's he going to act when he gets up there? And then we already know the allegations about his, his now dead brother. So what's going to happen when Buster gets up there? But Buster did do a pretty good job. That might be so far the only thing that's sort of worked out for Alec Murdoch right. in this trial. For nearly a month, Buster Murdoch has been sitting silently in court behind his father, hearing dozens of witnesses share painful details about the murder of his mother, Maggie, and younger brother, Paul. On Tuesday, it was his turn on the stand. I was in shock. What kind of condition was he in? What was his demeanor? Yeah, his demeanor was, I mean, he was destroyed. His heartbroken. I walked in the door and saw him and um, gave him a hug and just just broken down. 
Now, if you have not already consumed every single Dateline episode and podcast series and documentary that's available, there is a new Netflix documentary Ooh. on the way, and they released the uh, trailer yesterday, I think. I got the notification from Netflix yesterday. It said, new trailer for an upcoming uh, Alec Murdoch documentary. And and Brooke has, like, she, her and her sister have consumed all this stuff. I get a lot of the information from them. So, and I've watched plenty of it to the point where, like, I think I've had my fill. But okay. I got to say, the trailer for the Netflix thing looks pretty good because one of the things that's part of this giant story, obviously the boat and all these other things, but there was a kid who got hit by his car. And I know, Snowcone, I've told you about this. Yeah. Our young man who got hit by, by a car supposedly a while back. And a lot of the, the Dateline specials, 48 Hours, they don't really get into that because there's just so much to cover. And it looks like in the documentary, they are going to get into that. And they are interviewing some of the people that were on the boat that day that that girl died. So, not sure when that comes out, but. Because you, you haven't watched anything yet, right? Don't so like, really you don't what's really know what's going on, on. Right. right? So if you haven't, then I, I feel, feel like, like you lucked out. Any information I have is it's from, from you. So yeah. then I think if that kind of stuff interests you at all, you're yeah, lucky that you waited for, sure. for Netflix like, okay, because yeah. probably would have been best to just wait for them to yeah. do it anyway because it looks like it's going to be good. I think it comes out tomorrow. Is it coming out I this feel, week? I feel like it's the 23rd. Uh, okay. Well, that'd be cool. I watched the trailer. All right. We got to take a break, right? And then we'll come back and finish this. It's time to doom scroll with Slimfast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. No. No. All right, doom scroll. All right, so a lot of talk today about a four-day work week. There was a study in the UK. I've heard them talking about this for a while, that we could be more productive. And I saw someone debating it on... I don't know, one of the news channels last night about whether or not it's possible to be more productive if you only work four days a week instead of five. The argument I heard was that for a lot of people that work in offices, which we've talked about, you know, how much work do you actually do in a week if you work behind the desk 40 hours a week? How much work is actually getting done around you if we were to walk around the building right now and ask everyone who's sitting behind a computer? But they said the people who work like on a line making cars, sticking bumpers on cars or whatever, that it's hard to argue that the productivity wouldn't go down if they took three days off instead of two. Okay, okay that's fair enough. Well, but this study comes out and they said that uh, for, at least in the UK, this uh, seemed to not impact productivity too much and it severely, or extremely rather, uh, improved people's mood and their lack of uh, yeah. burnout, which I think just seems kind of obvious. A new article in the Wall Street Journal brought to our attention a study conducted by Four Day Week Global, a UK-based think tank. In one of the largest trials of a four-day work week, 61 UK businesses gave their workers an extra paid day off, meaning their weekend was Friday through Sunday. And so far, the results have been pretty staggering. 62% of workers who participated say it provided them with a better social life, and 71% felt it lowered burnout. Well, that makes sense. Okay, now there's different ways that they can structure this. The companies um, could give you an extra day off a week, so you go, you know, uh, Monday through Thursday, mm-hmm. or they can reduce your working hours in a day, so that you end up working uh, about thirty-two hours a week. So you'd still be there five days. You just work a couple uh, fewer hours, it's right? A day, uh, right? That's what I'm thinking. It, to me, if you're talking about burnout, giving someone a couple extra hours. Right. Off- I mean, and it's good, not, but, yeah, but you're not it's really, not the same. It's not the same because are you really going to get those couple extra hours? Right. Like, oh, on these days you're going to work 9 to 3 instead of 9 to 5, but you're like, well, do we really I, I always check out exactly when we're supposed to? Didn't get out till 4.30. And also, having a three-day weekend consistently would change the things that you're able to do, I'm guessing, sure. for a lot of people. Like, hey. 
you know, two days isn't really enough time to drive to wherever. Maybe we do that now. Maybe we go somewhere for the weekend. Also, uh, productivity doesn't seem to be an issue in the United States over the last however many years, this thing said. Our productivity has continued to go up and up and up, and uh, you know, our GDP is still the highest in the world. The issue has been that salaries haven't gone up. So you know, there is more money being generated. Work is still getting done, and because of technology, you're able to check your emails at night and work yeah. basically 24 I mean, hours a day. Working, yeah, more. Yeah, we're, there, more work is getting done. More money, more wealth is being uh, generated. It's just, uh, you know, it's only going to a few people. And, and to me, that's more the issue is not whether or not we're being productive. We know you you keep telling us that we're productive and that the money's there. The issue is that it's just going to fewer and fewer people. Right. I, I think I would rather see that get addressed than the three-day. But, hey, three-day weekend would be great, too. I mean, yeah. because there's obviously value in your time. I, they're not of making course. more of it. You know, it, it, it's a finite resource, and so to get an extra day a week—that's a lot of extra time off. That—that's—that's that's a game changer. I, I, agree. I mean, the uh, the thought of you know before there were weekends, they always say the unions gave us weekends, and I don't know anything about yeah. history. I suppose that's probably true. Week. And the forty-hour work week and anything mm-hmm. over that is overtime. And in other countries, they still have. Some pretty strong unions, and they're doing still doing things like you know the email servers have to be turned off at five p.m. or yeah. you have to pay them overtime and things like that. But it's hard to imagine the idea of you know without some sort of structure, just the the seven day work week, which is what it would be. You just work seven days a week. I don't think your company would, out of the goodness of their heart, just say go ahead and take a couple of days each week. That wouldn't happen. No. And three days a week. That's that's a big difference. I mean, that I feel like that would be. Life changing. Now, for someone like me, it also could just be a reminder that man, I sit and watch a lot of TV, and now right. I'm doing it for an extra day. But so what? You know, maybe I get motivated. I'm well, like, I don't well, think they should. You know, if you want to come to work, come to work. Sure, I know people who I guess like that's to go not to work. a big deal. Yeah, I know people who always volunteer well, for you overtime. But, you know, I just you know, but, once you make that rule, if you can come to work, then we're just going to hire the that's people true. who actually come to work. Like you're yeah. opening up. You, know, yeah. you have to be like, nah, you can't come in. You have to pay them overtime. But I, I want to come in, and they're like, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Well, there's because always Because then I just hire job. everybody who loves working five days a week. Right. They're like, why are you only hiring? Right. Because I'm not an idiot. Right. And plenty of people who work retail and service industry and those things don't get even the two days consistently off a week. So I know this is based on people who are already working a 40-hour work week. But, I mean, I remember people uh, – when I was a kid, I had friends whose parents worked for companies where they said, okay, you know, if you work – extra hours uh, a day, then uh, we'll give you a Friday off. And it's like, I, I think it might have been every Friday, but I, was, I think it was like every other Friday you get right. Friday off. But God, it seemed like they worked such long hours. And I was like, all this so that they can get a Friday off. Like they've been working there for 30 years. How about you just give them the Friday right. off? If they said that it was going to absolutely destroy the, you know, the economy and hurt the GDP and all those things, then I understand. But if they do these studies well, and they like say Well, I do like what our company went to, which is, you know, we would have – a set week's amount, depending on your contract or how long you worked here. Yeah. And now they just said, hey, you asked for it, and as long as it's cool, you got it. Yep. Which just, I do like that. It's like some sort of flexible vacation thing. Like, if, yeah, if you want it and your department head approves it, then you're good. Yep. I'm like, well, that's good. Yeah, it's good. And I, I mean, like that idea. There are obviously com- companies that are better to work for than others sure. out there. So, but And that's why we need the rules for the people who work for the companies that right. aren't so friendly. I don't know, three-day work or a three-day weekend, I'm all for it. Don't the French do it? You always hear people say that, too. I don't know if that's true, either. I don't know. Oh, if they, they always say the French only work four days a week. Oh, I don't know. It's, seems like they're pretty happy. I don't know. It seems like they're doing all right. Uh, 
The Home Depot, speaking of jobs, they raised their minimum wage because they're, uh, I guess, uh, having a hard time getting people to come in. So they raised their starting wage to $15 an hour, which I, I don't know. If you ask me what do you what do you think the minimum is at Home Depot that they pay people, I would have guessed that it was already at $15. I don't know. So Home Depot announced it's raising its average hourly wage to $15 an hour. It's part of the retailer's $1 billion investment to support its frontline workers. The increase goes into effect this month for workers in the U.S. and Canada. All right. Well, so there you go. I guess we're not going to do anything about the minimum wage. That's been talked about for 15 years now, and nothing's ever really come of that. So I guess we're just sort of done with the minimum wage. So I kind of try to do the math, but I'm not good at it. Is that, what, thirty grand? I think, it, yeah, before taxes, right? Yeah, so it'd be yeah. 30, 30 grand. Sorry, if you, but if everybody you work, gets paid before taxes. Right, if you work 40 hours a week, right, yeah. is it $15? I think $15 is yeah, 30, 30 grand a year. A little, little bit more. Yeah, which is crazy, too, now, just because as I get older, of course, things change as you get older, and your perceptions don't really keep up with the times. But when you think about, you know, when I was a kid, uh, even like in high school, $15 was good money. Yeah. You know, uh, now thirty grand. If you're on a single income, and you're making thirty grand. Going to be real hard to pay rent just about anywhere. Yeah. And uh, you know, I heard this thing like Portugal and a couple other countries have gotten rid of Airbnbs. This had never crossed my mind, but they say that Airbnb um, and whatever the other one is, uh, VRBO, um, is contributing to the housing shortage that that we're experiencing because people are turning their homes into businesses, you know, into investments. So, and then a lot of companies are buying up property and saying, Hey, we're going to buy 10 houses, 20 houses, and they rent them out. So they say that some of these countries at least think that it's caused the, um, you know, younger people to be kind of cornered out of being able to buy a house. The average age for a first time home buyer keeps going up. I heard that now, I think I heard the other day that it's up to 36 now, but maybe it was 34. But whatever, it wasn't that long ago they said it was like 28. And I was just thinking, I wonder how old my parents were when they bought the first house. I think my dad was, I think he was like 29 or 30 when he no, bought it. My dad his. was young. My dad owned a house before he married my mom. So did my dad. That's yeah. why I'm saying I think, because I think he got married when he was like 31. So, But I know he already had that house. So I think he bought it somewhere around somewhere around 30. Um and I'm, I'm always crazy about that. You hear someone say, like, oh, my parents bought this place for $70,000 in 1984. Or whatever. I'm like, Jesus, mm-hmm. really? But that's not – I mean, that is a long time ago, but it's also not that long ago. And it's just crazy how much, you know, that, yeah. that changes. And what that's why $30,000 sounds a lot different to me probably than it does to someone who's 19 right now out right. there looking for work. I'm not saying it sounds like a lot, by the way, but I'm guessing it sounds like even less to someone who's out yeah. there looking at rental prices. In my mind, I think – well, just do what I did. You know, just go rent a crappy apartment in a bad part of town for 500 bucks a month. But I've got people telling me you can't do that. And I'm like, well, maybe you can't. I don't know. When's the last right. time I tried to rent a crappy apartment in a bad part of town? It was you know, almost 20 years ago now. Right. So I don't know what, what you need to make now. I'm curious what that is as a single income, how much you'd have to make before taxes uh, to be able to afford that crappy one bedroom and, and, and pay your bills on time, you know, and have a car. Make even if it's a, a kind of crappy car. I mean, if you do that thirty thousand dollars, you know that's but you know I don't Depends know twenty four hundred bucks a month. So you know you got man, it's going to be tough. Thousand dollar rent maybe. You know you right. might be able. I mean, I feel like you know I would always say like if I can pay my rent with one paycheck, right? Then I'll be okay. Right. So that means yeah. it's got to be under twelve hundred. Yep. And in my mind, I'm like those places. And by the are, way, that's not like you know. 
That's surviving. That's just surviving. You know, That's and I was doing radio life. for no yes. money. That was like, all right, I got to be able, what can my rent be? It's got to be, I got to be able to cover it with one paycheck. Yep. And now I, that said, you know, everything else is more expensive too. So Right, everything. You know, so that counts on the back end of that. But, you know, you probably got a shot at that. Right. I don't know. I have I mean that's recently. surviving by the way, but I don't know if you can find what you can find for twelve hundred. I don't either. I know that uh, Brooks sisters have looked at places, you know, had to rent and looked recently and I've heard them talk about prices and I'm like, that can't be right. But then I catch myself like, what do I know? Right. I'm now that forty year old guy like, No, you don't need to sounds to me like you're looking for a castle. You, know, mm-hmm. you don't need to live there. Right. Because when we moved to or when I moved to Seattle, that was two thousand six, and I remember the rent on that one bedroom was fifteen hundred dollars and I thought, This is insanity. Uh, $1,500 a month for a one bedroom apartment. And I think now in Kansas city, we're, we're, we're there and past that even I'm guessing that a one bedroom downtown probably starts around 1500 here. I can't even imagine what it is uh, in a city like Seattle. Now I have no idea. Also, generally speaking, you do make a little bit more money there because they know hopefully, but not always, you don't always make more money. If you're working for a company that's a national chain or whatever, that starting hourly pay though. might be the same starting, you know, usually Home Depot might be paying the same $15 there that they pay here. I don't, I don't know if they up it because like, Oh, it's more expensive. A lot of places they do. I mean, I but not enough. Will. Right. Not enough. Uh, Brittany Spears is back on Instagram, but she wants you to just do one thing. And that is please don't call the police. And she posted some stuff on Tuesday. Uh, she's showing off some new dresses and people say they're concerned about her because she sounds funny, and she's speaking with an accent. I don't know. Do we really need to launch an investigation? Okay, so last week, guys, I made a dress. It's really proud. A girlfriend helped me sew it. They sent me a dress I didn't have to make myself. Think. I can't believe it. I'm just saying. Hey, now I'm so proud. I didn't even have to make it myself. Thank you, company, for sending me this dress. So, guys, I just want you to know, if I shut down my Instagram, do not call the cops. No, don't ever be a roller coaster. Okay. Yeah. Never be a Seems fine to me. I don't know what everyone's so worried about. <laughs> None of my business. I'm not calling the cops. You just delete Instagram or don't delete it, Brittany. You do whatever you want. Yeah. You're free now. That, that's what everyone was fighting for, Brittany's freedom, right? right? Her emancipation, well, she's got it now. Right. So if she wants to speak in a... Yeah, what is that Australian, South African? Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of... I liked British. It. I thought it sounded, sounded pretty good. good. She should... I feel like she could do acting, right? Yeah. Seems like it. She seemed fine so, to me. We all vote here. She's fine. Well, I mean, you know, I, how about this? <laughs> I've seen worse Instagrams. Yes, that's fair. And I didn't <laughs> call the police fair. over yes, that, so. The Church of Laszlo. All right, everything good? Well, everything's good. Uh, you know, I love surveys and polls. And I was looking at this. Love and, um, invented them. They asked Americans... Uh, when your mother lives on a pole. To rate their ideal relationship on a, a scale from zero to six, okay? Mm-hmm. And zero would represent uh, complete monogamy. Mm-hmm. Six would be complete non-monogamy. So what's ideal, right? Mm-hmm. Would you like it to be completely monogamous or not? And which, I mean, what do you think? What's your ideal relationship? Completely monogamous? Well, I think or- it depends on the relationship. Well, more and more Americans now are saying that their ideal relationship would be uh, something less than completely monogamous. So many adults who do not choose total monogamy desire something in between complete monogamy and complete non-monogamy. My thing is I wish they go into depth here a little bit about what is this in between. They do talk about, they pulled people and said, 
Have you ever had uh, relationships with someone outside of the relationship with the permission of your partner? Yes or no. Have you ever had relationships with someone outside the relationship without permission from your partner? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's all fine. But where do we get this like um, – you know, what do you constitute, like, if you're sexting someone on Instagram, if you're dirty chatting in a, uh, on social oh, media, do that. that's what I want to know. No, you know I what I mean? So. I wonder what they mean. Monogamy Complete sex. monogamy. That's what I would like to think, too. So if you're not having sex with someone else, then that would be completely monogamous, in my and opinion. If you're having sex with and someone else. Sex, that would be completely not monogamous. Mm-hmm. Right. So where do you come up with this in-between? Really yeah, that's where most people here. land here. Yeah, I don't understand. I'd like to ask people what they're considering. Men uh, and women under 45 are, are more likely than their older uh, counterparts to be interested in something other than complete monogamy. 18 to 44-year-old women are still slightly more likely to prefer complete monogamy uh, to either complete non-monogamy or something in between. So men, surprise, surprise, are more likely to say, I'd like to have something that's not completely monogamous. About one-third of 18 to 44-year-old men said that their ideal relationship would not be completely monogamous. Um, younger that sure. goes, the more likely they are to say, I'd like to not be completely monogamous. Sure. I thought at first that this was going to be something about open relationships, like w- would you like to be poly? Would you like to have an open relationship? But not necessarily because plenty of these people said that they have just had sex the old-fashioned way where they didn't tell the person. Right, you know, without permission. Sure. Uh, 61% of Americans said... Oh, like the good old days. The good old days, right? When you didn't talk about it. And also, they say, like, women are so much less likely. Maybe women are so much less likely, too, to to tell a pollster that they've cheated on their partner. I, I mean, and maybe not. Maybe they are also just a lot less likely to cheat, but it's also possible that they're just less likely to want to tell you when you call them on the phone whether or not they've cheated before. Yeah, but I in, think that's a bad idea. In, in 2020, when Just they, in general. Uh, Right, hey, we're doing a little survey here. You ever cheat on your wife and you're like, yeah, and they're like, busted. Busted. This is a friend Cheryl. Exactly. "Ah." How do you not suspect immediately when they say, if you agree, if you're so bored, you're like, I'll go ahead and take this poll. Like, well, we want to know if you've ever cheated on your significant other. That's when you say, I'm out. I would think that just about every guy and girl, for that matter, would say, I'm out. If you've, especially if you've cheated, you are not going to say. Yeah, no, I've, I've cheated. Now, maybe if it was in a past relationship and that's what they're talking about, fine. A 2020 poll found similar uh, numbers. Americans signaled more interest in complete monogamy when they asked this question in 2016, though. At that time, 61% of Americans said their ideal relationship was completely monogamous. Many Americans have already engaged in some type of alternative to monogamy, whether that took place with the consent of their primary part- partner or not. One in eight Americans, 12%, Say they have engaged in sexual activity with someone other than their primary partner. So that's again, that's one in eight. That's twelve percent who say it. There's got to be more who are thinking to themselves, "This is her friend who's asking me these questions on the phone." With their primary partner's permission, uh, more commonly, twenty percent of adults say that they have engaged in sexual activity with someone else without the consent of their partner. One in five adults say they have basically had sex with someone outside of the relationship, whether. Uh, they had permission or not. So uh, men, again, much more likely. Two-thirds of Americans say that if their partner wanted to engage in sexual activities with someone else, they would not be okay with it. One in five Americans say that their comfort level depends on the situation. And 5% say no matter what, I'd, just, I'd be okay with it. I'm fine with it. So I'm guessing those are the people who have open relationships. And they say that Americans' uh, views on relationships are changing. 
again, what I'd really like to know is because Lazo, I know you, you you are saying sex is is it? That's it. I mean, sex is sex, and that's engaging in that's, that's engaging in sexual activity is having sex with someone. Right. Um, even like you know, making out and heavy petting, whatever, that's some not, sort, some sex. sort of physical contact. But I'm worried. Like that, I said, that may be grounds for divorce. Sure, that's fine, but it's sure. not sex. But when people answer these questions now, I just wonder what, how many young people think? Well, you know, I'd like to still be able to flirt with people on social media or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Like, I think well, they might not... count that. But okay, look, ma- making out at a bar, not sex, but like you said, potentially grounds for uh, a right. split. What about the the messaging on social media? You know, flirt, uh, flirting. Well, forget about flirting. The dirty chatting with someone on social media. To me, it's like, how long did it go on? Is this something that you've been hiding from someone for a long time? Is it someone? You know, is it someone that you work with that you see every day? Yeah. You know, I guess. I mean, it depends, there are different but, if it's someone you don't know as compared to someone you do know. Right. It, is it the best man at our wedding? Totally like different. All these, like it exactly. all. There's, there's certainly there's shades, but. It's not cheating. Right. But to me, if it's a stranger and it's someone that you don't even know, honestly, that this person exists. Don't care. Supposedly, they're in another state. Don't care. I just don't Don't care. care. I really kind of don't care if you do know them a little bit, as long as it's not like, as long as you guys aren't doing it and then the, the three of us are going to dinner. Yeah. Right? Then that's, you know, problematic. Right. But if it's just like, you know. I don't know, your ex-boyfriend, uh, you know, from 10 years ago, and you guys text each other every once in a while, and you get up in your business. Now, well, okay, now if it's the ex-boyfriend from 10 years ago, and you're like, I want you so bad, that's a little different, but still... It's not, I'm like... I think we can, I think we can get through this, right? Oh, yeah, I not. feel like we can get past this. And with social media now, I don't know. I mean, young people who've grown up with it and had it on their phone... That's all they've ever known. I I think that's how they meet, first of all. We know that they're less likely to meet new people. My brother was saying that he's worried that my niece is uh, never going to meet anyone and that she needs to start going out. And I'm like, dude, I don't think that's what they do. I don't right, think that no. she needs – he's talking about, you know, what are some places I've been telling her, like, maybe she should go to a bar or go to some concerts. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you sound like, you know uh, – well, I still uh, think a bar would be a decent sure, place to meet someone. Absolutely, but it's got everything it, it, you need. It's got people and booze. Yes, but I bad I, decisions. So I mean, she has a phone it's in the, the right internet. place. It, it is. I get that, but I'm saying she can also meet people like she, most young people idea. do now. Right? There's yeah. different ways to do it on the phone, and a lot of young people now say that they'd rather meet that way because you know they uh, all this talk about consent, making other people uncomfortable. They don't want to approach someone. They don't. You're not allowed to approach a stranger. Whatever those rules are. I mean, I think if you know, I would guess that probably ninety percent of people between like the ages of seventeen and twenty three probably say they prefer to meet someone on. The internet on the on an app? I don't yeah. actually know, but that's his big thing. He's like, she's got to start doing. She's got to start getting out. And again, I'm with you. Sure, go ahead. I yeah. said I don't know. Uh, sign up for a night class or. But what I'm thinking is, is she on Tinder? I don't know. I don't really want to be talking about this, and I don't really want to be the one asking her. Well, you uncle, let me know but, she is. <laughs> yeah, okay. I like it. That I whole walked family's right into gonna that be one. mine. Walked right into that one, didn't I? The Church of Laszlo. Yo, all right. Uh, Lazo had to uh, run. But uh, we appreciate everyone who joined us on Twitch. Well, I guess they're joining us right now, uh, which you can do every day, twitch.tv slash churchoflazo. 
You can also, of course, listen to us on the Odyssey app, and I would appreciate it. We would appreciate it if you download the Odyssey app and then turn on your notifications because we do go live on there. And uh, that way, if we go live outside of show hours, which is when we would do it, uh, generally speaking, you'll get a notification. And, you know, I don't know. We don't have to be doing anything important. We could just be sitting around watching TV or like last night we're looking for something to watch on TV. Uh, we would really appreciate that if you would just turn that on and, and join in. Uh, what else? Oh, the website, laszlo.church. That is our website, and all the information you need is there, I think. Uh, links to social media, which, of course, that'd be great. And um, is that everything, right? Website, Twitch. Um, we, they can follow us on social media via the website. And, oh, we need to thank our... Direct Computer Outlet, Mission Kansas. Yes, Direct Computer Outlet. Thank you so much for helping us out. I mean, he totally helped us out. We were having major problems with our uh, computers. And look, you could say like, oh, you know, why didn't you have a bigger promotional budget? Well, it's not exactly like we're just, you know, printing money for this company or anything. So sure, could we go in there and ask like, hey, you know... Could we get some new computers? They might even say yes. I don't know. But, but we the, were really dreading. The point is, we were that. dreading all of it, and, and also just we knew that what we needed was kind of above and beyond. So he went above and beyond for us. So thank you very much to uh, Jonathan over there. And uh, I think that's it, right? We'll see you tomorrow. Good show, Direct Computer Outlet. Stay positive, kids.